0: Welcome to DSC's Campfires with Larry Weisson, the unique blend of hunting, fishing, wildlife conservation, and the outdoor lifestyle. DSC's Campfires is brought to you by DSC, conservation, education, and hunter advocacy. Hornady, accurate, deadly, dependable. Trigicon, brilliant aiming solutions. Taurus, Award winning pistols and revolvers, Mossberg, American built, American strong, and the Red 55 winery in Lindale, Texas. Signature wines of Grammy award winning country artist Miranda Lambert and owned by Rick and Beverly Lambert. To the Campfires with me, Larry Wasson. Now, the last several weeks, I've been telling you about a book that Luke Clayton and I have done called Campfire Talk, which is a compilation of about 41 chapters, soft cover book that Luke and I put together of some of our favorite fishing trips, hunting trips, a few recipes as well, too, and a whole lot of other really good fun. Now, that book's available through catfishradio.org, and you can order it there and request some autographed copies there, if you will. But then, too, in the last couple of times, I've been reminding you about a book that I did called Deer Addictions. That book, too, is now available. It, like the first one I did with Luke, is a little over three. Hundred pages along with photographs and that one. The first one was actually did the forward uh, by Mister Jim Zumbo. Jim was very gracious in doing the forward for us. And with the dear Addictions book, Corey Mason, who is the uh, well, he's the CEO and the. executive director of both DSC and DSC Foundation and asked Corey if he would do the forward for me on this one and graciously he accepted to do so and with this particular book with uh, Dear Addictions there is going to be a percentage of the sales of that book that goes to DSC and DSC Foundation for the great work that they do in in conservation now that book too can be procured by going to catfishradio.org that's C-A-T f-i-s-h r-a-d-i-o dot o-r-g and you can request autograph copies there as well too and we'll get those out to you in a very very timely fashion long before Christmas and uh really hope you will do so, and I'd love to hear some of your comments about the book. You can always get in touch with me through various different sources. And I mentioned DSC now, in in the body of what follows our second visit with Mr. Jim Bequet, a very dear friend of mine, uh, we kind of mentioned, I think, the fact that the DSC convention is going to be held this year, January 11th through the 14th at the K Bailey Hutchins Center in Dallas, Texas. Now, you may have heard that in 2025 we're moving to Temporarily, that is, to Atlanta, and that's simply because the K. Bailey Hudson Center is being torn down in Dallas, and there's really no other place for us to go. And we're very thrilled that we're going to be able to go to Atlanta, and I'm looking forward to seeing everybody there in 2025. But in the meantime, now is a perfect time if you haven't already done so to make reservations and be sure that you'll be at the DSC Convention here in Dallas on January 11th through the 14th. I look forward to seeing everybody there and who knows, we may be we may be there as well too. Luke and I are trying to sign a few books for you. So look forward to seeing you there. Now let's get on with today's show. Ladies and gentlemen, the last time I had Mr. Jim Buquette on, after we kind of got away, parted ways for just a little bit, he and I visited and realized there were so many stories that had not been told. So uh, Gr- Jim has very graciously agreed to come back with us. And he's on the other end of wherever this cyber thing is. And uh, Jim, welcome back. Hi. Well,
2: thank you so much, Larry. I know. I guess I talk too much. I no, squeeze it all in, all into a, an hour time period. <laughs> well,
0: we don't get to visit that often. Well, we do, it's really important that we get to say more than a few things. So, you were telling me yeah. at, after we parted ways, you about a bear hunt of a friend of yours, and I'm not sure that yeah. you even got to go on that hunt.
2: Yeah, it, it's a neat. You know, when we were talking about family and friends, and you know, hunting and how it all comes together. You know, when you're you're in a hunting camp, and uh, I, again, long story short, uh, literally my best friend. I I got to know Jim when he was. We were both in sixth grade. Oh my and goodness. We we had a a mutual interest in just you know hunting. Uh, Jim was from St. Louis and I was from across the river and uh, uh, gosh we just hit it off and we just had so many uh, similar things we we enjoyed you know hunting and fishing and the outdoors yes, and uh, sports and whatnot uh, but to fast forward a little bit. Of course, we graduated from high school together, and uh, we always talked about, you know, going hunting. You know, we go out, you know, beyond Missouri and Illinois and go out west and go hunting. Well, I, you know, again, fast forward a few years after uh, getting out of school, and we had the opportunity to go out on a uh, black bear hunt in Montana with my brother-in-law, uh, my wife's sister's husband, and uh, he was a hardcore hunter, and it was, you know, we, he basically was our, our guide, you know, for, yeah. and and Jim, Jim and I were, oh man, you know, I, we were like, we were so fired up, We neither one of us had ever hunted out west. I don't think either one of us had been west of Kansas City, Missouri. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it was, this was, this was, a you know, uh, virgin territory for us. I mean, it was, and, you know, reading all the articles about hunting in the Rocky Mountains. Oh, um, yes, sir. Stuff, you know, and Jack O'Connor and you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's finally going to happen. So. We went out there, and again, I'll I'll I'll, I'll be brief. Uh, went on a week long hunt. We met up with my with Bob, my uh, brother in law, and uh, uh, went out west. Went up to the northwest corner of Montana, up on the western side of uh, Glacier National Park. Uh, you know, Flathead Lake. Oh yeah. In sure. That area just just spectacular scenery and. We never saw so much wildlife in in, in in our entire lives. and But unfortunately, we never saw a black bear. Oh, no! Uh, we saw a grizzly, which was a, you know, gosh, once-in-a-lifetime oh, experience gosh, at yeah. the time, you know, to see a grizzly bear in the wild. But uh, never saw a black bear. And, Larry, that was basically... Just about 50 years ago that we did that, and we always talked about, yeah, you know, we need to go hunting again, or you know, go back and try and get a black bear. Well, it just never happened, you know. Oh, we, got, we both you. got married, of course, you start a family, you know, and and so, you know, I was fortunate enough, you know, being in the industry that I got. The, do a lot of hunting you know all over the country so but jim never had those opportunities and uh although we always talked about it we we just never got last year uh a good friend of mine and, and i know you know uh his dad uh Bill Brophy. Oh yes, yeah, sir. Sure. Who, Bill Brophy, who was, of course, uh, the the official historian for Marlin uh, Firearms. I became very good friends with Bill, and and uh, got to meet his son. And, and actually, he went on a couple of hunts with us. Um, and I know. I think you were on a couple of those hunts up on Anacostia Island. Yeah, I was going to say yeah, all this is we starting went, to sound familiar. We went, we went all over the place. But uh, again, I, I, some of the marlin hunts were definitely highlights of my oh, career. Oh my gosh! The, yes, Bob Bean and Bill Brophy and Tony Ashelman. Oh and, uh, yes, you know, sir uh but anyhow that's how i met bill we became very good friends uh and then his son i got to meet and he was a uh, he made a career out of uh in the service and uh we kept in touch and then bill ended up retiring and moved to idaho and we kept in touch and he goes you know you guys need to come out here. You need to come out here, Jim, and and, and go black bear hunting. I, we got some really good black bear hunting in this area. And I said, oh, man, I that'd be kind of cool. And oh, yeah. And then I, I asked him, I said, hey, would you mind if I brought, you know, a really good friend of mine, uh, and I told him the story, you know, about how, uh, you know, we hunted bear almost 50 years ago, and came home empty-handed, and we never went bear hunting since. He thought that was really cool. And he goes, hey, Jim, any friend of yours is a friend of mine. Yes, sir. And so, you know, and Bill's a wonderful person, just like his dad. And uh, so we, you know, I told Jim about it. He was all fired up. Uh, And Larry, he's a Marlin guy. He's a he, he his, his wife bought him a 444 Marlin, like, a year or two after they got married. <laughs> Good wife. <laughs> he, always, he always wanted to take that rifle fair hunting, you know? Well, he he took that rifle with him. And I took... The rifle you gave me. Oh, really? Yes. Cool. <laughs> and and so anyhow, we, we you know I booked the flights and you know, got the licenses and everything, and Jim was just you know beyond excited, which was really neat for me. I, I just I was so happy for him. So anyhow, we, we got out there uh, last May, and uh, and it was just kind of the tail end of the pandemic, and. Uh, uh, as as luck would have it, uh, you know, I hunted, I think we hunted for two or three days. We saw some bear. Yes, yeah, sir. Sure. But not, uh, you know, you know, really mature bears. So right. we held off. And then, of course, I started feeling lousy. <laughs> oh, God. And Bill oh. suggested I take a COVID test. Oh, no. I, I, I tested positive. So I was like, God, you know. <laughs> what oh, no. Next? So I I told Jim, I was seeing a few more bears than he was in my stand. And so I said, hey, Jim, I'll tell you what. You hunt my stand. I, I can't. You know, I, I was, I literally got so weak. I, I didn't feel comfortable. Oh, my goodness. Hunting at the, at the stand. So. Uh, I said, you hunt in my stand. I said, you know, there's, there's quite a bit of activity. And I said, uh, man, I'm just, I'm just staying back, back, uh, at the camp. You know, I, I just, uh, I just, uh so I'll, you know, wish them the best of luck. And then here a couple of days after that, he shot a bear and, uh, sent me a photo I didn't know it. You know, he sent me a photo, texted me a photo with him and the bear that Bill had taken. And, uh, oh, man, I, I was as excited as he was. You know? <laughs> I know but, you were. <laughs> you you know how that goes. Yes, yeah, sir, sure I do. I, I just, you know, I've had all the opportunities in the world to go high. Jim, for Jim, this was just such a, a big deal and it was for me too you know here we were celebrating basically getting back together 50 years later we didn't get to go to montana but we went to idaho and uh, and jim was actually using the same rifle that he used on that montana hunt. really uh, so daddy makes it just more all interesting i came together and uh oh my gosh it, it, it was wonderful it was uh Again, it would be in my top 10, even though I didn't get to pull the trigger, it would definitely be in my top 10 hunts, you know. And, uh, again, it gets back to hunting with your buddies, you know, with friends and family and uh, enjoying the outdoors together. And, uh, you know, we reliving those... The the days we went hunting in Montana 50 years ago, it was was just neat, it was just a neat way to culminate the hunt. and, uh, And now, and now we're going, as you know, we're going now. Jim and I are going on an antelope hunt with Bill this fall. Uh, thanks to you getting us lined up with an outfitter out there in Colorado. And uh, so the, 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 hunting continues. You
0: know? I love it. I want to <laughs> hear, I want to hear all about Bill's it. never
2: hunted antelope. Oh really? And Bill's never hunted antelope. So really? It, it, it'll be neat to hopefully see those guys, you know, knock down a couple of bucks. They will. That'll be cool. That'll be cool. I, I told him, I said, man, I don't even need to take a rifle with me. I just want to watch you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You know,
0: I just uh, you you know you know the feeling. You know. I, I, I truly do. That outfitter is, and the guys that work for him are really great guys. It's it's Randy Lewis who I've hunted with yeah. off and on, and, and uh, hunted with several of his guides. And just great country, great people. And I know y'all have just an unbelievably great time out there. But whenever that, as soon as you get back from that, I want to hear from it from you because we'll I want to hear all about that hunt. And we'll oh, yeah. do another podcast.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, nope, you'll be the first, you'll be the first person I call. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Keeping
0: my fingers crossed that everything goes well. It, it will. But Jim, yeah, last time good. we talked about several of the writers that you'd had the opportunity to have on staff, such as Skeeter Skelton and, and uh, Mr. Mr. Bill Jordan and, and so many other people. Yep. You know, there's a guy here in Texas who was my hero, who was my mentor, and also, thankfully, a very, very dear friend, Mr. John Wooders. And I know that John at one time even wrote for Shooting Times.
2: Yeah. Uh, John did a precision reloading call. Right. Yes, that's what I thought. And uh, he, you know, again, I don't think that many people realize that he was a hardcore hand loader. Oh, yes. And uh, uh, aside from his reputation as being, you know, Mr. Whitetail, which then you kind of... uh, walked in John's footsteps in that regard, but, uh, John was such a class act. Uh, he, as, as you well know, and I just, uh, he, he was one of the first guys, uh, you know, skater and, uh, John Wooters, uh, as I mentioned, Bill Brophy, uh, I, uh, uh, Bob Millick. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, these guys, when I first got started, they just kind of took me under their wing, you know, and, and kind of showed me the ropes. And uh, I was forever grateful. I always, you know, John just kind of brushed it off, you know, it, it's just, you know. Part of, the, part of the business and, you know, <laughs> welcome aboard. Yes, you know, he, and, and actually, John was also on a couple of those marlin hunts with Bill. And, yes, sir. Uh, uh, Bill Brophy and his son. And we went up to Anacostia Island, I know. And uh, I know we went on an elk hunt with John in New Mexico. We, of course, we hunted. I got a great picture of us. There's like seven or eight of us. We hunted down in South Texas and we all had really nice bucks, you know. I mean, it was a week that everybody killed a nice deer. Oh, my gosh, fantastic. Of course, we were all using marlin rifles. And, uh, John was just a consummate professional, you know, excellent writer, you know, book author, as you know. I think, didn't he write one of the most successful whitetail hunting books ever?
0: He did. He did. I called, think
2: with Winchester Press.
0: It was with Winchester Press. It was called Hunting Trophy Deer, and I think it sold more copies as a whitetail book than any book that had ever been written yeah. on whitetail deer, which says quite a bit because there's yeah. been quite a few written about them.
2: You know, and before I got into the industry, Larry, I, you know, I joined some outdoor book club. And I, yes. And that was one of the books I ordered. Really? Uh, hunting trophy whitetail. So you can imagine when I went to work for shooting John John Luters is one of the writers and he's reporting to me now, you know, and it's like, this isn't right. (laughs) What's wrong with this picture, you know? But yeah, I mean, so here I was, you know, and I was kind of a novice hand loader at that point and John, you know, helped me out getting set up with reloading. And, oh, my gosh. I mean, it just, you know, it just goes on and on. And I'll tell you, as, as you know, you know, John had a had a great hunting camp. Uh, if I remember right, it was just outside of Laredo, wasn't it?
0: it? It was. He actually bought that ranch from a friend of mine. And uh, I had okay. the opportunity to spend okay. time with him down there.
2: And he... I was there once, and we were, we just, I just, I was visiting Evan Kiro's actually yeah, down sir. at the ship, and uh, uh, went over and visited John, and uh, again, I mean, what, I mean, God, he's so incredibly knowledgeable. I mean, I I know 5% of what he knew about whitetail hunting. I mean, he, he taught me a lot about not only hunting whitetail but as you have, but uh, also about ballistics, you know, and rifle cartridges and, you know, it just, you know, it just, it was just one of those things we hit it off. And, uh, one of my, you know, saddest days in this business is, uh, you know, when we lost John and, uh, uh you know I, I, sadly I, I his, his wife actually called me and asked me to speak at his funeral and I had a family commitment I oh, could Larry. get out of and I wrote a a letter to her about just how I felt about John.
0: oh yeah I, sure
2: I I uh, and I still remember Larry as I'm sure you do and this this is absolutely amazing I, I mean late in life John had some type of uh I, I don't know if he had a detached retina he did and I was he I was basically lost sight in his right
0: eye he did I can <laughs> tell you when that happened <laughs> that happened and, I'm and sorry
2: I, re- Go ahead. And I remember him telling me I said good god John and he goes uh you know it's no big deal you know I'm i'm teaching myself to shoot left-handed <laughs> and i said what you know like, are oh yeah me the no and he says i'm getting pretty good at it' <laughs> like, no, my he taught himself to shoot left-handed he did I, I mean that's just that's just stunning i mean think about that after all those years how hard that would be yes sir but that's how much he loved to shoot and hunt and uh again just just that's that's one of my favorite john mooter stories i mean it just it kind of tells what what he was all about you know i mean yeah sure perseverance you know and uh, hardcore hunter uh you know you would think a guy like john you know "Eh, you know you guys go ahead and go out you know i'm gonna sleep in hell he was up you know <laughs> no before any of us you know wherever right. we go you know <laughs> but um anyhow that's my that's one of my favorite john wooter stories when he told me that i just uh, good gosh what a great guy
0: he was and
2: you and i'll tell you larry i i mean your last names, Bosens, and are start with W, man, and you guys, and, and, and you throw in Whitetail with us, it, so it's the, it's the three Ws. But my heroes, when it comes to hunting is Wooters, Whitened, and Whitetail. Oh my goodness! Right there. <laughs> Nobody knows more than you, you two guys, do uh, about hunting whitetails. So, well, we've been fortunate. Anyhow.
0: Had the opportunity to hunt a lot of different places. You were mentioning John's detached retina. That actually happened when he and I were on an NRA, NRA Great American Hunters Tour here in Texas. And uh, really, yes. And uh, I, I was oh, okay. dri- I was driving, and John was sitting over on the right. And I noticed he'd close one eye, and then he closed the other one. And finally, I asked him. I said, "What's going on?" And he said, "Well, he said my dad went blind on his right eye. I am too." And he, I said, "What's happening?" and He told me, "Well, Bob." Bob Brister, who you remember too, was that uh, worked oh, yeah. wrote for oh, sure. Field and Stream, and Mr. Bob was a good friend, and he had had several detached retinas, and he had told me all about it, and so, and uh, I said, John, it's a detached retina, and I said, we're gonna get you a doctor. You know, no, 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 no. And I finally, I said, look, I said, if, if we don't get you a doctor, I'm gonna take you. We're going to Houston right now. I said, I'm gonna grab Miss Jeannie, and Miss Jeannie will get you to the yeah. doctor. And he says, oh, please don't call her. And I said, okay, I won't call her, but we're going to Houston now, and you're <laughs> You're we going to go. And uh, so we yeah. got him in. And, and unfortunately, he had, he had yeah. waited too long with that. And uh, his sight yeah. came back for just a little bit and then unfortunately lost it. But John was one of the greatest <laughs> observers. And he recorded a tremendous amount of observations on whitetail deer, including yeah. every time when he was out, what the weather was doing, what the wind was doing, what the deer were doing, all kind of, anything you could imagine as far as individual data points he would record, and then he had such a fabulous ability for memory that uh, he, he could tell you, he said, okay, if the wind is going to do this, and the barometric pressure is this, and the wind direction is this, and the velocity is this, and the temperature is this, and it's on this day, this is what the deer ought to be doing, and by golly, yeah. that's about what those deer were doing on that day.
2: Yeah, I, and I remember yeah, in his book reading things I I never knew anything about you know like again you're talking about you know the the climate the weather changes in the weather and how that affected whitetail movement and oh my gosh and that along with you know shot placement oh yes uh, just, I mean, anything and everything to do with Whitetail. I mean, I still got that book. I treasure it. I do, too. <laughs> uh, I, I just, uh, let me tell you. I, and, again, I bought that book as a member of some outdoor book club. And, and oh, my gosh, just uh, just wonderful. Just uh he was way ahead of his time when
0: it came to whitetail hunting. Was he, he was. I, I often get tickled because I, I hear people say, bragging kind of on themselves, that they're the father of, of whitetail hunting. And, and I say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. There are two people who really brought whitetail to the point of what it was for a long time and continues to be. And I there those two people were John Wooders and uh, beyond John Wooders, Jerry Smith. And Jerry Smith started oh, yeah. photographing and mature white <laughs> bucks on the <laughs> King Ranch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then John oh, started yeah. writing about them. And those two are really the two guys that brought the interest that we have these days having anything to do with any sizable antlers or particularly in terms of uh, hunting mature deer.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, you're mentioning Gary Smith. I, I remember looking at his photo. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, my God. I mean... You talk about monster whitetails, everything. I mean, it's just like, it, it got the adrenaline flowing, man, when you look <laughs> at his photography. Oh, my God. That's uh yeah, I still remember his work. Oh my
0: God, yeah. he was he was fantastic. Yeah. Actually, Jerry and John and I did a video. It was the first video ever done on aging and field judging whitetail deer. And it was called. Uh, Is
2: that right? Yes, yeah, right. I can't even
0: remember the title of it. But we, the, John and I, both did it out of friendship for to Jerry, and Jerry had a company at the time. And looking back, John and I, if we'd taken a royalty in that thing. Either one of us, we could have gone on a whole bunch of different huts <laughs> because it sold really well a lot of places
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. hey and that that reminds me larry i you'll laugh about this but again you really were you and john really were the guys that kind of opened my eyes to rattling gear yes, i i was like being a you know a small town midwestern kid i I thought, What is that all about? I've never heard of that. You know, nobody nobody did that in the Midwest. No, I mean, no, they I didn't. beer. Like what the hell is that all about? And, and I thought it was some fake. You know, like Texas oh, myth, making that stuff up. You know, That's, uh, that can't be true. And then I remember being on a hunt with you down in Texas, and and I, I specifically asked you. It may have been on the uh, Stansly cook. It was. I can't remember, but. And, and I said, hey, I want you to take me out, and I want to see you rattle up a deer. And you did. Sure as hell. It wasn't, you know, five, ten minutes. <laughs> Thank <but no>. goodness. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just, I, and, and I'll tell you, I was like a, a kid in the candy store to see you do that. I had never seen that happen, you know, and I just thought, isn't that something? I, it is. All those years, I thought, that can't work, you know, that can't be <laughs> that. You proved me wrong.
0: Well, I, I think a lot of folks picked up on a lot of things that we did a long time ago, and, and uh, now it seems like you can't be a deer hunter unless you got a set of rattling horns. And I know they're antlers, yeah. but a rattling horns and a grunt call, and maybe a couple of other things these days, maybe some scents and that kind of thing. But uh, oh, yeah.
2: rattling is yeah. fun. It, it
0: continues to be.
2: <laughs> well, again, I. Again, you know, you talk about hunting camps and memories and, yeah, sure. and things like that, you know, just, you know, Hey, the first time I ever saw a deer rattled up, you know, I was, in, I was with you, you know, I love it. And, and, you know, talking to John and, you know, just, it just, it, it just goes on and on. And I, you know, the great memories I have with the bear hunt and, um, uh, I just, uh, you know, until you experience it, I think it's hard for people to understand for non hunters, uh, like what, you know, what's that all about, you know, like what's the big deal, you know? And I, I think it's one of those things that you have to do it, you know, you have to go out spend a week out in the wild, you know, in the outdoors, and uh, again, whether you pull the trigger or not, there's just something about the camaraderie, the, the storytelling, you know, the Having a few nightcaps, you know, and and just, you know, poking <laughs> at the fire and just, you know, you go, typically you, yeah, sure. you stay up way too late, you know, because you got to get up early the next morning and uh, go out hunting. But it's, uh, I don't know. I don't know how, I know you've done it hundreds, if not thousands, of times, Larry. And, uh, I, I, I'm jealous, you know. You, you've had so many opportunities.
0: I've been fortunate and blessed, but you're right. There is no, something I, special about it. And if you have not experienced it, you're missing out is all I can tell, whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: it, 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 it really, you know, and, even, and just like, for Jim to, to get a taste of it, and he oh you know, man, and, yes. Hey, where where are we going to go hunting <laughs> <laughs> you now? Until so that's when we that's when we talked about putting together this antelope pot, and now he's talking about hey, don't you know somebody that you know guides for elk in New Mexico, and you know it's just like. Oh, oh!
0: <laughs> I, I thought I was pretty much done hunting, Larry. No, gosh, no, Jim. Heaven's not even close to that. You know, yeah, the, I know. And then, and then I know
2: you and I got to get going again. So,
0: it's, well, um, as we we spoke last time uh, th- or last week, I am working on some things right now, and one way or the other, we are going to share some time in a hunting camp this fall. There, there's no other way about it. <laughs>
2: I'll be a happy guy. I will too. <laughs> and, and you, know, you know me, just keep it
0: in the keep it within the state boundaries. Oh, yes, sir. We'll do that. They're, we're not going to go outside. Yeah. I've got a hunt coming up in uh, November, the last week in November in Alberta. Hunt up there numerous times with Ron Nemechek and shot a really good 200-plus deer up there the last time I was there. And then, of course, COVID set in, and I wasn't able to get back. And then last year, I couldn't travel during that time frame. And uh, yeah. so I'm anxious to get back up there but i'll only be up there for about five or maybe a five-day hunt this year so we'll see about trying to get something okay. set up right after that where little bucks are still coming time for me to see if i can rattle up another buck for you <laughs> there you go hey i'm bringing that marlin right i love it you, well, i'll rattle them
2: in close <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go but uh actually, i you know, I know I know we could talk forever about uh, the gym, the gym. Different I just, we've been on will it just uh, I don't know, it's uh
0: they're all special they are well let's do this let's reconvene right after you come back from uh, the antelope hunt and uh, by then I will have done a hunt or two as well and we'll try to compare notes and and, uh, by then maybe we'll have something already set up and we'll plan the rest of the year from that
2: yeah, I was going to say, now, ideally, you know, doing these phone deals are okay, but I, I'd rather do it face-to-face. It's,
0: it's time, like, and we will. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, uh, uh, and I'll tell you, I don't think... I don't think, I, you know, I, I know I keep saying, I hope I don't bore people with all these. Oh, stories, heavens. But I'll tell They're fantastic I, stories. I, I've got a, my wife's cousin visits us every once in a while, and he's into the hunting and shooting thing Perfect. big time. And, uh, his name is Reed, and every time he comes to the house. Oh my gosh, he wants to look at guns and he wants to tell me the story about that, you know, when you shot that elk that you got hanging up in the you know, family room or that moose, you know? And right. He sits there and I'll talk for hours, Larry. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, literally, you know, my wife is asleep on the couch and we're, you know, we're still <laughs> yanking about, uh, you know, he just, he can't get enough of it, you know? Like, and I'm saying, you sure you want me to? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Oh yeah! You know, I want to hear <laughs> that is so I fantastic. Story from the start, you know. <laughs> and, uh, I, I get a kick out of it again because it brings back great memories. Uh, well, I, I, I just he 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 enjoys it so much, and it's and he's become an avid hunter, you know, as a result. Oh my and, goodness, uh, Jim, that's but,
0: fantastic.
2: So that's that's cool.
0: It is. It is well. I guess we have to shut this thing down for the day, and uh, like yeah. I said, we'll reconvene. Yeah. And want to invite everybody to uh, to join us here next time. And just for a real quick reminder about the DSC convention coming up January 11th through 14th there at K Bailey Hutchinson Center. And hope to see everybody there. And Jim, we need to get you there as well too. Yeah,
2: and and I'll tell you, and I'll and I'll leave your listeners with this. If you can believe this, Larry, it's crazy. You know how crazy I am. But <laughs> I, I, I have an outfitter that comes to the Dallas show, and he comes to the Safari Club too. Right. Uh, great guy. Uh, I've, I've, uh, I've hunted with him in the past, and he's trying to get me to go hunting in Russia. And oh. I was like, really? <laughs> Hmm. And I said, you know, have you heard what's going on in Ukraine and, you know, all this stuff? And he goes, yeah, it's no big deal. You know, he says, we can get, we got it all set up. You know, we, this guy's got a concession over there. And he sends me pictures, Larry, of literally 70-inch boots. Oh, my gosh. 10-foot, 10 10-foot 10 bear. Oh, my gosh. Brown bear. And, and I'm going... You got to be kidding me! He goes, "No, Jim." He goes, "I'm telling you, this this concession has hardly been hunted." And he said, "You need to get over there." And I said, "I only know one person that hunted Russia, and that was my good friend uh, Craig Boddington, yes. a number of years ago." And uh, but I blame. <laughs> DSC. <laughs> I I'm, I I get to meet all these out,
1: there,
2: <laughs> and, and all of a sudden, Larry, you, you know, I know you mentioned the other day. You said you said, "Hey, yeah, it doesn't cost that much to get into the show and this that. Well, it does when you write a check to book a hunt. <laughs> <laughs> that's
0: the idea
2: I'm, I'm spending thousands of dollars in there. I blame you and the DSC for
1: that
2: I'll tell you I, I, You know, I, I enjoy spending every nickel of it, I'll tell you what. Absolutely. I, you know, I, I didn't mean to get distracted. There no, right no, there. no, no, no. Like I said, we're not, we've
0: got to shut this thing down. Unfortunately, I've got to go on to a meeting uh, dealing with white-tailed deer here yeah. in the state of Texas. But, uh, Jim, we'll be back together with you as soon as you get back from your hunt on the antelope. And uh, like I said, we'll reconvene yeah. then. Sounds good, Larry. Thank yeah. you, sir. Thank you for being my friend. And you mine, sir. We'll see ya. (laughs) Okay. Take care. Yes, sir. Bye. DSC's Campfires has also been brought to you by the Crown Bar in LaGrange, Texas. Habit. Our gear, your adventure. The Texas Wildlife Association. Double Nickel Taxidermy. Vernon Brothers Game
2: Calls. And H3 Whitetail Solutions.